So we've been very engaged with our really beta, initial beta and large clients. We worked very closely with their teams to really understand their problems on a day-to-day basis. These are usually mid to large size law firms. And when we solved those problems for those large law firms, we've seen that smaller or mid-sized law firms also had the same problem at a much smaller scale and that helped with the with them as well. So that making sure the, the platform is providing value and allowing more clients and and then slowly growing from there has been our approach. My name is Jay Sarmas. I am the co-founder and CEO at Truvi. This is Code Story, a podcast bringing you interviews with tech visionaries. Took six months moonlighting. There's nothing on the back end. Who share what it takes to change an industry. I don't exactly know what to do next. many goes to get right. Who built the teams that have their back. Our company is its people. The teams help each other achieve. Most proud of our team. Keeping scalability top of mind. All that infrastructure was a Yes, we've been fighting it as we grow. Total waste of time. The stories you don't read in the headlines. It's not an easy thing to achieve, Mike. Took it off the shelf and dusted it off and tried it again. To ride the ups and downs of the startup life. You need to really it's want it. Not just about technology. All this and more on Code Story. I'm your host, Noah Labhart. Today, how Jay Sarmaz is giving you the tools for your legal biz so you can know your practice, increase efficiency, and drive growth. This episode is supported by Terso. Terso is the open source edge database from the creators of LibSQL. Do you put your edge computing close to your users? You should put your data there too. Terso makes this easy utilizing the developer experience of SQLite. Access a free starter plan at terso.tech slash codestory. Terso, welcome to the data edge. This episode is brought to you by our friends at MemberStack. MemberStack is the fastest way for you to launch a beautiful Webflow MVP with robust authentication and smooth payments integration. Join companies like Slack and American Airlines in serving millions of members every single day. Get started for free by visiting memberstack.com slash codestory. Jay Sermaz studied operations research in college, which he describes as the science of solving problems and maximizing value with limited resources. His studies led him to learn computer science to utilize in solving these problems, and eventually he got his PhD from Georgia Tech. He is driven by curiosity to solve big problems, but outside of tech, he's a soccer fan, plays musical instruments, and spends time with his wife and five-year-old son. Jay and his team were doing consulting prior to launching their current startup. During COVID, law firms were going through significant digital transformation and didn't know what to do with all of their data. Wanting to scale their consultancy, they set out to find a better way to provide analysis at scale. This is the creation story of Truvi. In short, Truvi is a data and intelligence platform for law firms. So all the way from marketing to settlement, you can see the performance of the entire operation from start to finish. Our approach has been a little bit different from traditional visualization companies. So, so we do present all of this analytics and insight through visualizations. We have our own visualization technology. But again, our approach has been a little bit different than the traditional visualization technologies, which gives you the tools so you can build what you need. 
we kind of reversed that script a little bit and we've analyzed all kinds of law firms of, of all sizes and created these like out-of-the-box performance metrics and it's an out-of-the-box experience you don't need data analysts data scientists or people that needs to develop all these visualizations we now have integrations with more than 20 technologies that law firms use five five of which are the large case management systems and BERT was actually was due to a product called case value estimator uh, which is an AI model that allows personal injury law firms or workers compensation law firms to estimate the value of the cases in an attempt to really fight against the large insurance companies just because there's so much fragmentation on the plaintiff lawyer side but on the other hand insurance companies, not a whole a lot of insurance companies, and they have access, access to a lot more data. They were able to use all that data to create an intelligence platform called Colossus in 1980s. So Truby's case value estimator kind of started as a, uh, as a response to that. It's a plug and play type of a product where you can see all of your metrics and analytics. How we started, we actually we're doing consulting, legal analytics consulting before Truvi, especially during COVID when the law firms were going through significant digital transformation and they didn't know what to do with all that data. Uh, that's when we kind of got sucked into uh, a lot more analysis type engagements. And one day my co-founder Zeke and I sat down and said, hey, you know, we are not scalable. We can only do I don't know, 10 of these projects a year we have to find a better way to do this for a thousand law firms or 10,000 law firms and provide significantly more. That's when we started to kind of noodle with the idea of Truvi and started doing testing actually on a few clients after that. Tell me about the MVP. So that first version of Truvi that you built, how long did it take to build and what sort of tools did you use to bring it to life? The first version was actually very bearish. We did not even use a lot of external, a real application. What I mean by that is so we've developed data pipes, let's say for a few clients, and then we've created these dashboards using very well-known product called Tableau. And the first version of our product was literally this Tableau visualization embedded into a web page. And that's what we MVP to our clients and, and said, this is what it's going to look like. You know, you could click through a few a few buttons and you could see different pages of the, you know, kind of the different sheets of the same Tableau dashboards. And that was it. So that only took, I think, four to five weeks. The second MVP, after we spun off Truby from our consulting company back in May 2022, we've taken that actually and quickly realized Tableau wasn't scalable in this type of an application or wasn't really meant for this type of application. That's when we built a real MVP in about three months uh, using actually the the latest and greatest of technologies like React and JavaScript-based front-end, back-end, as well as everything being on, on AWS. With any MVP, you've got to make certain decisions and trade-offs. And I could probably pluck a few out of what you said, but give me one or two that you really had to dig in and work through as a, as a team, as a founder, and how you coped with those decisions. As a startup founder, you make a lot of decisions, like hundreds, you know, in certain days, even, even more decisions. So uh, there's also this thing called, you know, decision fatigue. 
just because you're you're dealing with a lot of questions. Again, in, in all of those questions, everything goes back to the first thing that I said. You know, you have limited resources, obviously. How do you get the maximum value out of those limited resources? That has always been the, the focus of you know, what we have done, whether that's for hiring, whether that's for you know what, what can be shown to a certain client at a certain time period, product planning. Everything was guided with that kind of mindset, not really exactly where we want to be, but more of the best we can get the limited resources that we have. So that was kind of the starting point. Uh, in terms of trade-offs, definitely a lot of trade-offs. Sometimes you have a more strategic client, which we did. And for that strategic client, you may need to move certain timelines and certain decisions a lot earlier than later. So yeah, there's a lot of forces that actually can pull and push you in different directions. So I've had to do a lot of those. This episode is encrypted by Cypherstash. Data breaches are becoming a fact of life. Know why? One of the reasons is because developers lack the right tooling to get the job done, i.e. encryption at rest tools are complex and inadequate. The solution? Encryption in use with Cypherstash. Cypherstash uses searchable encryption in use technology, providing continuous and universal protection for sensitive data. With Cypherstash, you can turn your existing database into a vault, utilizing zero-trust key management, SQL native, and with no code. Though encryption is complicated, Cypherstash is easy to use. The tool fully supports SQL via a drop-in driver replacement, supporting the query types you know and love today. And did we mention it's fast? For queries over 100 million records, you can expect additional overhead of less than one millisecond. It's a no-brainer. Get started by reviewing their docs or downloading sample projects in Rails or Node plus SQLize today. Visit cypherstash.com slash codestory and get started protecting your data. This episode is supported by Treble. This day and age, APIs are a fact of life. And as such, product and engineering teams need tooling that is lightweight, real-time, and data-rich to help them ship and maintain APIs faster. That's where Treble comes in. Treble is an all-in-one platform for the entire API lifecycle. The product offers world-class monitoring and observability, providing more than 40 data points for each request, enabling you to understand everything from performance to user behavior. Dashboards help connecting your entire team for lifecycle collaboration. Documentation is automatically generated, saving massive amounts of time for your development team with every new release. And setting up Treble? Super easy and fast. In three simple steps, you can be up and running with their platform. Their pricing is designed to support API teams of all sizes. So get started with Treble today and automate your API ops. Did I mention they have a free forever plan? Find out more by visiting treble.com slash codestory. That's T-R-B-L-L-E dot com slash codestory. You're at the point where you have your MVP. It's working. You're gaining some traction. How did you progress the product from there and mature it? I think... What I'm looking for there is, is how you went about building your roadmap and how you went about deciding, okay, now this is the next most important thing to build or to address with Truvi. So we've been very engaged with our really beta, initial beta and large clients. We worked very closely with their teams to really understand their problems on a day-to-day basis. These are usually mid to large size law firms. And... When we solved those problems for those large law firms, we've seen that smaller or mid-sized law firms also had the same problem at a much smaller scale. And that helped with the 
with them as well. So that allowing a few additional clients, making sure the, the platform is providing value and allowing more clients and, and then slowly growing from there has been our approach. So we had a lot more interest than we could initially handle and we made a conscious decision to hold kind of the the, uh, the line on, on the product just to make sure our product has basically matured. And we have been through that process. We've completely, uh, we are now completely out of the process. And um, yeah, we are opening, opening the gates up a little more now. Now here you're saying we, so tell me about your, your team and, and tell me about how you went about the process of deciding, okay, these are the winning horses to join Truvi. So, so if you look at any company, there are three key pillars, people, processes, and technology. So the, these are actually what make the company function well. So you need to have right people, you need to have right processes, and you need to use the right technologies to be efficient and deliver what you want to deliver. So that has always been our, our approach. And on the people side, you know, obviously we, we, again, wanted to make sure always, like, what is the best person we can find with the budget that we have? I remember early on, we have purchased this premium salary and capability intelligence data. So this was a report that shows you in different markets in the world, what are the capabilities of you know, certain positions and the salary ranges and the ease of work and the likelihood of the people, the people wanting to work remotely and do this type of development work. I think that was one of the best investments we have made early on. Uh, we have used that to really identify a few markets and hire the full-time HR specialist. And we, ha- we had a plan in terms of the, the type of people and the, the markets that we are, we are going to go for based on our budget. So that has been really helpful and uh, kind of scaled from there. Right now, uh, we are 30 a little over 30 people. Uh, about a year ago, we were only five. Um, so, so 6x the team size right now. And I would say about like 10x the client base. That has been a good investment on the people side, I would say. Okay, let, let's flip to scalability then. So I'm, I'm curious if you built this to scale you know, efficiently, or at least with scale in mind from day one, or are you fighting this as you grow and gain traction? If I were to say like everything we did was like scalable from the get-go, I would be lying. It wasn't always like that. Uh, and the, the way we looked at that again is, you know, this is what we need at this point. You know, what are the what are the things that we can do uh, very scalably? What are the things we need to come back and reassess? So there was those decisions early on, but there is nothing actually now in the way of, of scalability at all. So we've been now scaling fairly consistently. And now the, the scalability that we are focusing on is, is, is a little different. So how do we scale in terms of like our go-to-market strategy? How do we scale based on you know our sales processes and customer success processes and customer service processes? So now it's more about non-product scalability than the product scalability. So, but yeah, there has been those types of trade-offs as well. So, so Jay, as you step out on the balcony and you look across all that you've built, what are you most proud of? 
One of the things that we are putting a lot of importance is borderless team structure. So as you know, you know, a lot of people went remote during COVID especially, and it is really hard to connect with people when that is the case. So we are we put in extra effort to really create that borderless team culture and we're doing a lot of remote events and they're you're trying to do like local meetups. I'm actually proud of the the team culture that we were able to build. Even when we had a distributed team, at some point we had people from seven different countries. Uh, we no longer do, but that kind of tells how important it was to to build that culture. So people are really close, and we have a really high retention rate, like ninety percent plus retention rate on the team. This episode was automatically optimized by Cast. If you run cloud native software on AWS, Google Cloud, or Azure you know how out of hand the bill can get. This uncertainty hurts your business, but you can solve it with Cast AI. Cast AI automates cloud costs, performance, and security management for hundreds of companies of all sizes. The platform's customers begin saving immediately and cut an average of over 60%. So before you go and sign a multi-year contract with a cloud provider or lay people off, check out what Cast AI can do for you. To get you saving even faster, CastAI is offering a free cloud cost audit with a personal consultation. Visit cast.ai slash codestory to get started. This episode is supported by Terso. Terso is the open source edge database from the creators of LibSQL, the popular fork of SQLite. If you put your edge computing close to your users, like with Netlify or Vercel edge functions or Cloudflare workers, you should put your data there too in order to maximize performance gains at the edge. Terso makes it easy. With a developer experience of SQLite and a distributed database, you can replicate much closer to your users than traditional database offerings in the cloud. Terso's lightweight, easy to use, and free to get started. The team at Terso is offering a generous starter plan specifically for CodeStory listeners. Head over to terso.tech slash CodeStory and get started today. That's T-U-R-S-O dot tech slash code store. Terso, welcome to the Data Edge. Okay, let's flip the script a little bit. Tell me about a mistake you made and how you and your team responded to it. There's a lot of learning, so mistakes are equal to learnings. And I'm sure when we go to the next startup, we'll likely make less of those mistakes from the learnings from this one. I remember a few times where we focused more on the capability uh, so more on the IQ of the person than the, the EQ of the person. And, you know, we, we haven't been too happy or not not most proud of those decisions, some of the bad hires that we've made. There's the example of, you know, you're at a, a high school project, you have five people in the on the team, you have this one person that just piggies back on people, doesn't do much, so we don't want that person. And then you have this one other person that is... Uh, is a little bit toxic, might be smart, I know it all type of a person, you know, might be really good at what he or she is doing, but then the emotional dimension of it is, isn't there for the rest of the team. And there's the remaining three people that moves forward no matter what. So we are really looking for those three people. Yeah, I would say we had some of those like ones you were not most proud of. So I would say those were probably some of the mistakes and would put a little more attention into hiring processes 
and you know also like you can't really do enough enough on hiring so you can't really spend enough time in uh, in your hiring processes so but definitely put more emphasis on those so this will be fun to ask and it's always exciting to hear you know from a founder what the future looks like for the product and for your team our our vision Noah is to build an intelligence engine for law firms, again, all the way from marketing to settlement. So we are creating a lot of learning mechanisms within our data architectures that actually is geared towards assisting everybody de- everybody doing legal work. So we have actually started to see the fruits of those engines now, and that is super, super exciting to see. Now we are really like getting closer to building that that legal co-pilot for every legal professional. So that that is that is something that we are really excited of. And earlier this year, actually started opening up up the gates for our new clients, and we've been growing fairly consistently in terms of team size as well as customer base. So yeah, likely likely going to do a funding round later this year. So that's also really exciting. So. Uh, it's great to see the traction from the market in in under just you know a little over a year now, and uh, yeah, very excited to grow. All right, Jay. So let's switch to you. Who influences the way that you work? Name a person or many persons or something that you look up to and why. So I have an advisor from the legal world. I have an advisor, a startup advisor, and even our corporate counsel is very well involved with the startup world. So. A few advisors, but one of them particularly is, has been really influential. His name is Tanner. So he's been in the startup world, advising startups over 20 years, building incubation centers, you know, helping startup founders with anything from start to finish, you know, all the way from C to I don't know, Series D and E. Tanner has this ability to get you out of what you are focused on at that point because you have so many problems and so many things that you're thinking about and uh, and you just have one more decision to make over the thousand decisions that you're already making you actually again get this decision fatigue and you need that perspective and he's been really instrumental in you know, providing clarity in terms of what the other person what the other party is thinking about is going through the stage of their life when we you know come into those decision and conflict and you know discussion points so he has been really instrumental i would say and helpful i also need to say my wife because she she also makes it balanced and as you know like startup world startup life is or entrepreneur life is a little different and sometimes there are ups and downs and frustrations and you know losing focus and and whatnot. So it is really important for someone that's close close to you to understand what you are going through and really um, suit you when you get frustrated or when you get like super happy. So just to keep it balanced. So I would say my wife, Eileen, and my, my dear advisors, Tanner. So, okay, if you could go back to the beginning, what would you do different? Or where would you consider taking a different approach? Doesn't have to be something that went wrong. Could have went right or even worked well, but maybe you tweak it a little bit. Can probably think of a few. The first one is again like connected to to the mistakes. Startups and entrepreneurs go through a really hard balancing 
a process of like you're trying to meet deadlines and create the product and grow and plan and keep it exciting for everyone around you. So it's really a balancing act. And when you are going through that, again, having people that does not have the right culture, right fit, I think uh, it is really important to get them out of the mix as soon as possible. So like the whole idea of hire fast, fire faster mentality, but not in a harsh way. Again, this is more looking at the net net value of everyone that's on the team, which I would actually do that even a little bit more to keep it a lot more focused until you know you hit the target. So the other one is focusing more on partnerships earlier on. So we are in the legal uh, tech market where there's actually it is not as saturated as as other industries. So it is really important to partner with other technologies in the market to get better and different perspectives in terms of what works and what doesn't work in the legal industry. So I really think that that's another thing that I would more focus on. Jay, last question. So you're getting on a plane and you're sitting next to a young entrepreneur who's built the next big thing. They're jazzed about it. They can't wait to show it off to the world. Can't wait to show it off to you right there on the plane. What advice do you give that person having gone down this road a bit? If that person has built the the, the next big thing, I would really still tell him to make sure that he has the right foundation and the right technology to support the the, the needs of, of a you know scaling application so really the foundation foundation is is important i would also say you know definitely get a lot of advisors and learn from them as much as you can the technology is what you built is just a part of it it may be a big part of it but it's it is just a part of it so it's maybe like 30 percent of the way there are many other things that needs to be at the right place at the right time in the right way for that to be successful. So I would really change the perspective from, all right, I have built the next big thing to, oh, now I have other problems that I need to attack. Let me make sure I can actually solve all those other problems. And, you know, I'm sure you know it too. Like the problems evolve as you grow, you have other problems. And the type of the problem changes. It's like a, like a kid, you know, when two years old, you have other problems than when, you know, he or she is five years old. And then when, when a team and that person's a teenager. So, well, Jay, thank you for being on the show today. Thank you for telling the creation story of Truvy. Thank you, Noah. I appreciate it. And this concludes another chapter of Code Story. Code Story is hosted and produced by Noah Laphart. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the podcasting app of your choice. And when you get a chance, leave us a review. Both things help us out tremendously. And thanks again for listening. Saving money on exterior wall lights. Now at Menards. Find your style with Patriot Lighting. Exterior lights enhance the look of your home. Choose from over 50 options from Patriot Lighting. Now through May 19th, get $10 instant savings on a single qualifying purchase of $100 or more on in-stock outdoor wall lights. Check out our entire selection of outdoor lights and see the rest of our deals happening now on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards.